Support for IPR comes from Hands in Harmony, a therapeutic healthcare facility with a splash of spa and a team of holistic healers to help in the quest for health, harmony, and happiness. Cedar Rapids and Mount Vernon. Classes, massage, and more at myhih.com. Today is Friday. It's the 23rd of February. This is Here First from IPR News. I'm Grant Gerlach. Iowa House lawmakers have approved a 3% increase in state aid for public schools. That would put general state funding for K-12 schools at over $3.8 billion for the next fiscal year, which is nearly $100 million more than Governor Kim Reynolds had proposed in her budget plan. House Democrats say it's still not enough for schools to avoid budget cuts because of rising costs for insurance and supplies. Representative Molly Buck is a teacher in Ankeny. Even though it's one of the state's larger districts, she says it's still planning to cut corners based on the House funding level. It looks like 27 report cards to fill out instead of 20. It looks like eight kids sitting around my kidney table because they don't understand instead of four. Republican Representative Phil Thompson of Boone says a 3% increase keeps school funding sustainable in the state budget. The same increase applies to funding for education savings accounts awarded to students going to private schools. Per-student funding for ESAs next year would grow to $7,864. The Iowa House Ethics Committee has unanimously voted to dismiss an ethics complaint against Republican Representative Jeff Shipley of Birmingham. Sarah Hayden Paris of Johnston filed the complaint last month. She alleged Shipley used social media to personally defame her. Paris writes in her complaint that Shipley's online comments constitute a violation of the House Ethics Code. Republican Representative Ann Osmondson of Volga chairs the House Ethics Committee. She says lawmakers disagree. Well, it was really seemed politically motivated, and it really, he had not violated any of the House Code of Ethics rules. So that's why it was dismissed. Paris is president of a nonprofit that distributes free books with sexual content that Republican lawmakers have targeted with legislation. Shipley has accused her of giving out obscene materials and wrote on social media that Paris should be under criminal investigation. A report released by state auditor Rob Sand has found more than $24,000 is missing from the Webster County Public Health Department. IPR's Natalie Krebs has more. SAN conducted a special investigation of the department between July 2016 and May 2022, following concerns from county officials about former public health director Carrie Prescott's handling of finances. Prescott was fired in June 2022 following reports of a hostile work environment. The report found more than $24,000 in undeposited collections, including $16,000 for immunization fees and nearly $8,000 for tuberculosis tests. The fund's locations could not be determined due to poor record-keeping at the department. SAN's office has filed a copy of the report with county and state law enforcement agencies, which are responsible for deciding whether to file any criminal charges. Drivers in eight Midwestern states, including Iowa, will be able to fuel up year-round with a higher blend of ethanol under a rule issued by the EPA. E15 has been banned over the summer months because of concerns about smog causing emissions. But Midwestern governors and farming groups have been pushing for year-round E15 as a way to bolster the ethanol industry. The rule takes effect in April of 2025. 
And officials with the Iowa DNR are asking for any information the public can share about a fire that damaged the state's largest known sycamore. The tree at Geode State Park in southeast Iowa is estimated to be around 350 years old. On Sunday, a park ranger was alerted that the tree was burning. The fire was put out, but it's not certain whether the tree will survive. Anyone who might know who is responsible for the fire should call the Geode State Park Ranger's Office. This is Here First. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. It's been nearly two years since Russia invaded Ukraine. Since then, more than six million people have fled the country. The federal government says nearly half a million Ukrainians have been processed into the U.S., IPR's Sheila Brummer tells us one Ukrainian family is among the dozens of people one woman has brought to Northwest Iowa. Music means everything to the Todakash family, including the simple sound of five-year-old Yetta as she plays the piano for her parents, Fedor and Maria. Every note helps ease the anxiety of worrying about loved ones back in Ukraine. Many, many people died. Many people in Ukrainian, peace people and soldier. In Russian, soldier, many died too. They came to America more than a year ago and settled on an acreage near Orange City. Uh, for us, it's a good place, it's a safe place. And I not uh, worry about uh, Yeva, Yeva go to school, uh, I'm not uh, worried. The three ended up here through religious connections. Fedor served as a deacon in western Ukraine with a pastor who is the brother-in-law of Martha Holshoff, who lives in Sioux County. Her sister's been a missionary in Ukraine for 25 years. Pray this war stops. It's just, it's horrible. Holshoff has helped 120 Ukrainians, including the Todakash family, escape the conflict by filling out paperwork, securing transportation, and finding local churches and individuals willing to sponsor refugees. If she can't find volunteers, she does it all herself. They gave it all up to come here to live, to make a better way of life. And if we can help them do that, how can we not? Holshoff says bringing people over has become more difficult. Some disappear. She doesn't know where they are. Others die before they can leave. We've lost some that, you know, you you get to know and then they get killed over there and it's hard. But especially the ones here that have family that have lost loved ones, that's really hard. Even if I don't know them personally, it takes a part of you. What used to take a couple of days to get people out of a war zone can now stretch out for almost three months due to the extra documentation required by the federal government. And once someone is here, there is no guarantee they won't be forced to return home once the fighting stops. When this war started, our government just had to, boom, make this program. It's called Uniting for Ukraine. They had to make it all up. But they're changing stuff as we go, too. So right now you apply for, it's a humanitarian parole. It's a two-year program. But then you can apply for TPS, temporary parole status. If you apply for that, it opens up the door to like green cards. But our government is always changing stuff. So they, we can't say it with certainty, yep, you'll be here in five years. Through the uncertainty, Holsoff still feels a calling to help the Ukrainians and considers them friends and part of her extended family. We only have so much time on this earth. You want to help. I don't want to just sit on this earth and do nothing. Whatever God wants me to do, I will do. Fedor and Maria Todakash also help their loved ones back home by sending money. 
Fedyer works three jobs, including using his previous experience as an arborist with a local landscaping company. Maria cleans houses and hopes to find something else. Her parents live in an area threatened by constant rocket attacks. Her sister is on the border with Belarus, with her husband away as a soldier. Fedyer says they both worry about them all. It's a very hard situation, and uh, I not see to ending this war. Even though they long to return to their homeland, they want to become U.S. citizens. Uh, we not see future in Ukraine. They're not 100% sure they'll stay in northwest Iowa. But for now, it's good, with support from Martha Holsoff and others. American friends uh, always help me. They enjoyed their new life and church, where they sing with the praise team. With Fedyer on guitar, they practice a song in their native language called Here I Am to Worship, with the lyrics, Light of the world, you step down into darkness. Opened my eyes, let me see. Meaningful words for a family turning to their faith in a new country during dark times. Near Orange City, I'm Sheila Brummer, IPR News. If you haven't already, you should subscribe to this podcast to hear stories like this and get your daily rundown of the top stories from IPR News. This is Here First. I'm Grant Gerlach.